This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we're talking to that pineapple girl, singer, songwriter, Emily Zek. We talked to Emily about how being drunk with scissors led to 60 million views on TikTok and becoming TikTok famous, being Jake Owen's neighbor changed her music career, and how an encounter in a bar bathroom led to her being known as that pineapple girl. Here's our chat with Emily Zek, Behind the Rose. Thanks for coming on, Emily. Hey guys, thanks for having me. We were just talking about how we've been wanting you on for a little while. We actually had a couple. Yeah, we've had a few requests. Yeah, people requested really? you. Yeah. I feel like I just got nominated for Prom Queen or something. So this, so this is this is the only time I can say this. Like we both slid in your DMs, and you got back to me and not Blake. And so. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little upset about it. I was like, God, he what was. The hell? I screenshot it and sent it to him right away. I was so excited. I was like, she hit me back. Honestly, I, I, I might have scrolled through and my... <laughs> no, you're probably like, oh, look, a fucking bachelor douchebag. Swipe up. <laughs> like, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's what I thought, but... Yes. It's okay. You're not the first. <laughs> you're not like, totally wrong, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Good start to the pod. I figured oh, we started off with some total honesty. I've, I've been called a douchebag sooner, even you know, quicker in a podcast before, so... I'm excited to like get to know you because I actually found one of your songs like a year and a half ago, Avocado Toast. I love that kind of music, like vibey, like beach music. And I remember finding that and it was like on my weekly whatever. And I was like, oh, I like this song a lot. And then I didn't know it was you because you're like the pineapple girl on Instagram. Yeah. So no, I was like, oh, and then I put two and two together. Yeah. I was like, oh. Right. So I like that song. Well, well, thank you. I, uh, I wrote it like years ago because it's kind of like a gimmicky, um, young yeah. Long, but totally. it's, it's fun and then by the time I released it I had heard it so many times that I didn't want to ever hear it again uh, <laughs> so I, I think since the release I don't think I've listened to it and that was I don't know like two years ago so we will not lead into this episode with avocado it'll be the first time it's like hearing it with fresh ears so I'm totally with cool that there you go that's true but yeah, I love like your vibe and the music you like create and stuff. It's just like feel good stuff. It seems like, which I, I really enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. And you're down in Florida, right? You're a big like surfer and everything, right? Yes. I was <laughs> uh, on the West coast for the last five years, five-ish years. Oh, wow. I lived in Orange County for the first year and then LA in the last four, just to be kind of closer to everything going on. Plus with social media, it's just easier if you stick yourself right in the middle of it. Even if you hate it, it, it does wonders for your network. Um, Amen, yeah. And I don't think I'd be able to move back to my happy place had I not spent four years kind of being miserable. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm in Florida. I'm on the East Coast. I'm uh, like 30 minutes south of where they shoot off the rockets. Oh, really? For granted as a kid because that's like the coolest thing ever because you can watch it on your news channel and then run outside and like, literally just see the rock <laughs> that actually is really cool <laughs> i also found out recently that's why we have the area code 321 oh oh that's, that's there pretty you go. awesome that's a cool fact actually i don't know if that's why but it's like a cool coincidence works out yeah. nicely that's a cool like party fact yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you so did you move back to florida during quarantine or was it just always the plan to move back 
It was, it was always the plan eventually, like way down the road. I honestly was planning on being in California for however long I needed to be. And at that point I needed to be there. Um, I had just started working. Um, so in November of 2019, I started working for a company called Amp Digital. And uh, that's, you know, the Mandel family, Howie Mandel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So his son um, owns a digital production company and how he does linear stuff. And so I worked in the warehouse with him um, and I worked there for probably I don't know, like four or five months. And it was amazing. And I was planning on honestly taking that all the way, however far I could. And, and music has always been the goal for me. But if, if it becomes like a, a job, it's not fun for me anymore. Yeah. Um, same with surfing and that's why I never competed as a kid because it took mm. it literally just sucked the joy right out out of it for me so oh, yeah. I I like to keep those things and music and surfing are always the main two things that that make me fully who I am and anyone who you know comes in and tries to touch that and destroy that for me is like whew. yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> like how good at surfing are you don't be humble. Don't okay. be humble. Uh, well, I've been doing it for, oh my God, I'm 25. That's so gross. Um, oh my goodness. I don't even want to hear this. <laughs> yeah. I just celebrated my 37th yeah. on Monday. Okay. But I feel like once you hit 30, you're like, this is great. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. After 30, it's like, whatever. I yeah. That. Yeah. Because I feel like at that point, I'm just going to have zero filter. I'm not going to care. <laughs> I, you know, no fucks given, but I feel like 25. I went the opposite. That's what I was doing in my 20s. Not giving a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to have a filter. Yeah, you have a podcast network. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's, that's you know that's, that's a valid point. Um, so I guess I've been surfing for uh, 17, 18, 19 years. Okay. Um, nineteen years. I've never and, surfed. Uh, never surfed. Never ever. Never. No, I've never even. I like boogie boarded, but yeah, I've never surfed. Same. I want to so bad. I'm gonna go out to LA this summer and do it. I'm gonna do it. Well, yeah, we should do it. We're in Fort Lauderdale in a few weeks. We should. That's true. We're in Fort Lauderdale on the 20th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll try it there. We might get some waves. The thing about, I, I grew up on, you know, old boards from like the 80s. And my dad used to push me to waves when I was a kid. But um, <laughs> he also raised us like boys. I mean, I was playing football. I, I can still throw like. A so box. you got a cannon. I remember seeing a video. Yeah. I think you have a cannon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I grew up, I grew up with the boys cause there aren't, um, or at least around here, you don't get like a huge female surfing crowd. Um, mm. and if you do, they're all tomboys anyways, because mm. they're all around the boys 24 seven. I grew right. up, you know, I wouldn't say one of the boys. I'm not even <laughs> one of those girls, but I hung out with boys for a majority of my life. And, and especially in high school, girls are mean. And it was a really small town, so I would just go surf. And I would surf with guys and my family, my entire family surfs. So we would just take surf trips instead of, I don't, I've never seen snow. That's my downfall. Oh, uh, wow, really? Seen a lot of that. Yeah, we were just stranded in a blizzard. Yeah, in Austin, I'm, Texas. We were down there stranded for a while. But uh, I guess we get hurricanes, so. Yeah, that's yeah. worse. I feel like that's, that's worse. <laughs> that's way worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually really, it's not. It's so fun here. Um, minus the things that get destroyed, you know, but if it's like a category three, like two or three, it's fun. Um, <laughs> Noted. I'll remember that. Four or five, definitely don't be on the beach side. You want to be on the mainland or just you know, somewhere When else. the hurricane, like when that's coming in, do you go out there and get those waves? Oh, a hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, I think the biggest waves I've surfed is probably like 
12 feet. I think that is that pretty big. I don't know. Does that seem pretty big? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it seems pretty big. Okay. It's two, the two of you. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty large. big. That's a lot of water. Yeah. yeah. Um, Com- coming over your head. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I would say that I, I can absolutely keep up with all the boys out there. Um, okay. I'm not throwing like backflips. I'm more of a, <laughs> surfer, but, uh, I, I would say that I'm a good surfer. You can hang. Okay. All right. All right. So like, I didn't know you as like, Emily Zach, I kind of knew you as the pineapple girl. Where did that come from? Like, why is your Instagram handle that? That was kind of an accident. Well, no, I mean, it's not even cool. Like it's a really lame story. Uh, I was at a college party. I went to UNF, um, North Florida for my first two years of college. And it's like the surf school. Our surf team is number two in the nation. And oh, wow. it's just the coolest school. And, um, I was at a party there and I really like pineapples anyways. I just, I mean, they're tropical and that's fun to me. And so I was wearing this pineapple shirt and I was at this party, like the first weekend I was up there and this girl complimented it in the bathroom and like drunk girls in bathrooms are like fairy godmothers. Yeah, totally. You never see them again, but they're the nicest people in the (laughs) world. Um, Like never, you're never. so true. And the next night I went out again, Ooh, crazy. Um, and I was wearing a different shirt and I saw the same drunk girl in the bathroom and you know, time work exception. <laughs> and she was like, you're a pineapple girl. And I was Boom. like, I was like, huh? She was pineapple shirt. You're a pineapple girl. And I was like, okay. I <laughs> just stuck. Okay. <laughs> just stuck from there. We'll on. Go, we'll go I think that's it. actually a cool story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so like random. random branding thing and everything was pineapple and um now i can't escape it which is fine i love pineapple it's still one of my favorite things i have it everywhere um so i'm i'm not upset about it but there was no like i had a childhood filled with pineapple <laughs> yeah, like- destined to make it my brand image forever <laughs> just a drunk girl in the bathroom yeah that's, great. <laughs> that's great so Honestly, like I have no idea how people sometimes get like a following unless you're on a television show like me. Yeah. So like how when did you start getting that following? And then did you were you like, okay, I'm gonna ride this wave kind of thing? Or like how did that work for you? Because you built it pretty organically. Yeah, it, it was it was super organic. I would say the only inorganic thing about it that was still very organic, um, if that makes sense at all. Because <laughs> <laughs> I started, I mean, I started posting just covers and and surfing and things that I liked because I, I'm an artistically driven person anyways. So even if I wasn't doing it as a business, I like things that look pretty. I love photography. I love waves and music and, and that in general probably sets you apart from your run of the mill. I use social media to be social people. Um, so I was doing that. I was posting covers and this one guy from California is a model. It's still one of my best friends reached out to me and he had like a few hundred thousand Instagram followers at that point if that and he was like hey I think you're really good I want to post covers of you on my Instagram weekly so just send them to me and it was in when Instagram wasn't lame you know like Instagram used to be fun and and people (laughs) used to just share things for free you know like it wasn't you know cut me a check for this Mm -hmm. and it was such a growth friendly place and he so he was just posting and I was like what do you want in return like what what is it? It's just going to be right, exactly. Totally. <laughs> like, what exactly. What's are happening? you looking for? Cause I don't know you. We don't live in the same town. Like, 
<laughs> you got some freaking douche sliding in your DMs. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, That's pretty cool though. Wow. So that was kind of like a point for you where things changed. That was definitely the catalyst for growth early on because it was getting me consistent eyes. And then probably from like 10K onward, it was just... I had already had enough eyes on me and growing on Instagram at that point was easy as shit. All you had yeah, to do it was, was yeah. Tumblr goals photo, you know, <laughs> I, I was literally post photos of like a pineapple wearing sunglasses and that shit would get reposted on every travel blog, every like, it was yeah. like Tumblr. You could just take a trendy photo. It didn't have to have my butt in it. I, it didn't even have to have my face in it, you know? <laughs> just a pineapple. Yeah, just a pineapple. It didn't have to have me in it. In fact, I was wearing pineapple socks one day and I found this wall in town and it was pink. And I, so I took a pineapple and I put sunglasses on it and I laid up against the wall. So like walls here, grounds here, I'm laying with my butt here and my feet in the air. So I put my feet up on the wall and like balanced a pineapple and I was trying to take it with my like, take it. With that is artistic AF. Like yes, <laughs> I was going hard for these photos. And then I swear to you, every girl on Instagram ever copied that photo. And it, but that's how it was back then. You would just take things. It wasn't, uh, you know, it was just, it was fun. And obviously at that point I was like, there's business potential here. Mm, So you you saw that. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can at the very least have exposure and, you know, I'm a broke college kid. This bikini company wants to send me three bikinis. You know, if I just like wear them in a post, fuck yeah, these bikinis are like a hundred bucks each. (laughs) I do that. And so that's what I started doing. And it was like free, free, free. I started partnering with like Billabong and all the surf companies. So it was fun as shit. It was so fun. Mm -hmm. And then, um, honest to God, I didn't even start getting paid for it um, until like two years ago. So I've been in in the game for eight. (laughs) You've been in the game for a while. (laughs) I've been in the game for a while. It just recently started to pay off. Right. And because it was never really a goal of mine to the money wasn't you know the primary focus for me it was more of like exposure that's how I found my music manager he found me on Instagram I I found my team on here and all I really cared about was cultivating just a good environment And, and you know even if it was just exposure who's here what are they consuming what do they like how can I give it to them in the best form possible and then recently with TikTok and everything I went I accidentally went viral on TikTok accidentally (laughs) I was hammered oh really yeah I (laughs) I was using TikTok just I was like I don't even know how to use stuff I was just uploading old videos from Instagram to that app and they were getting like you know some views here and there and I was like I don't know what I'm doing and then it was like the night before the pandemic started, March, whatever that day was, I went out to the club and I'm a rare, I'm not a clubber. If I go out, <laughs> you don't club, seem like much of a clubber. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. Club penguin. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> like nightclubs. No. And I went out and before I went out, I was on TikTok and I was like, this is kind of fun. And I saw this like 13 year old girl cutting her bangs and I was like, oh, I could for sure do that. Like I could definitely <laughs> cut my own bangs. Like, Shut up. For no reason. You drunkenly cut your bangs? Yeah. yeah so I that was, sounded I, like a great idea. I was drunk and I was by myself too. 
because <laughs> my roommates weren't home yet. They were picking up food or something. And I texted both of them. I was like, please come home and stop me right now. I am about to cut my own bangs with kitchen scissors and I'm drunk. <laughs> and they were like, well, oh, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, oh my God, you're not making this very easy. Terrible friends. <laughs> yeah. So I go to the bathroom. Those are actually good friends. Now I can thank them. It paid off. But uh, I went into the bathroom and I was like, just film this. It'll be fun. And so I, I cut my bangs and then I put it on TikTok and I just forgot about it. And I went to the club and I was like, you know, doing my thing with my new bangs. I was like, I'm it's banging. I got bangs. And I, I had like a jacket that said fuck off all over it too. So I was like, I was in a good mood. You were in the, in the zone. <laughs> no one's going to talk to me. I got bangs. <laughs> I feel good. Um, and then uh, at the end of the night, we're in an Uber home and I'm like, 20 million views. Holy what? shit. Oh, wow. So I was like, I think that's a mistake. <laughs> down, I went to bed and I was like I gotta be like you know losing my mind here I'm a little bit drunk and I woke up and it was at like 60 million views and I was like damn God, <laughs> that's insane I know I was a TikToker in like 24 hours I gained like a million followers in three weeks and it's no joke and just for cutting my bangs Wow. <laughs> just for being drunk and having That's scissors. That's insane. Like, did you buy your friends, like, <laughs> like, take them out on a nice dinner or something? Like, I left without saying bye to a lot of people because I thought I was only coming home for two weeks and it turned into forever. Oh, because of quarantine yeah. and everything? Yeah. Oh, yeah well, you're I buying you. bottles next time. <laughs> yeah, bottles on you. <laughs> I honestly probably should. I owe them for my TikTok career. So speaking about on how Instagram used to be cool over the last day with this new update, you've been pretty vocal on the update. I have. And I think, I think people have been, um, cause sometimes when you put text on a screen, people assume your, your tone of voice and it came off, I think to a lot of people, a lot angrier than I was, which is fine. You know, small and angry is cool. Um, <laughs> But it was more... Especially if you're wearing that fuck off jacket. It's a really cool jacket. And it's got lots of pockets and snacks. That's what Blake needs for his chicken tenders. No, I used to wear overalls to the club. Just because they had a lot of pockets. <laughs> That's great. I'm serious. Um, I believe you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the update uh, didn't love it. And I think... I think the reason I didn't love it is if they had started like that, you know, the no likes, everyone is equal type of thing, there would be more tools readily available to companies and, and influencers who are essentially companies. I'm a brand, you know, I'm... Yeah, you guys are your own entity. Yeah, I, I offer it's It's advertisement. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that is a lot of my income. And mm -hmm. so to see that, I, I get it a little bit you know, on, on the mental health side of things, yeah. I get it for the people who are using it to be social. You know, if you are using Instagram in a way where you just have, you know, your few hundred friends on there, totally understand. Sometimes you post something and you're like, it's been an hour and I only have this many likes. Oh, totally. Yeah. I did it just the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Blake goes down that rabbit hole often. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, from a business aspect too, it's, you know, when you run a business or if you are a part of the business, it's a super powerful tool to know if what you're doing is working mm -hmm. because you can, you know, there's a bunch of people like you. There's always going to be a bunch of people like you, whether it's a musician, whether it's somebody that was on a TV show, you know, anything and everything. If you're not, you know, some traditional actor who doesn't need social media, but uses it, you know, as a platform, if you're somebody that benefits from having an online presence, having those analytics readily available to see from anyone is super important because yeah. 
you need to know where you're at compared to your competition pool. You know, right. I need to know if somebody's posting a cover and it gets like a million freaking likes, I'm like, maybe I'll, I'll cover that song. Or right. if somebody's, you know, posting some sort of challenge, like, like when I did that beer popping off with my foot. Yeah. Like that went viral pretty. That, that also went viral. Yeah. Um, and now, oh my God, so many alcohol companies are reaching out to me and like, I bet. it's brilliant. I love it, but I'm a lightweight. Okay. I, I, <laughs> I, and I'm never not going to be a lightweight. I literally weigh like a hundred pounds wet. I can't, I drink two beers maximum. <laughs> Those two beers that you pop. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to share that video on our Instagram. Cause yeah, I remember seeing that like Barstool reposted it and like all kinds yes. of people reposted it. Yeah, right yeah. after they ruined me for my football throwing form, which I improved by the way. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, you need to know where you're at and not just personally, like it's good to, it's good to compete with yourself. I think that's the most important competition at the end of the yeah, day. Right. And, yeah. and you should absolutely never judge your own self-worth based on how many likes you're getting on an Instagram post, but you absolutely should judge how your business, your online business is doing based on the number of likes you're getting. And, you know, if I own, uh, a bikini brand and and the competing bikini brand that I look up to for inspiration does something cool. I want to know if it's popping off so mm -hmm. that I can add that, you know, either make a mental note or do it my own way and say that works well for them. Maybe it's not going to work exactly the same for me, but mm -hmm. clearly it's proven to work because this amount of people are liking it. Right. Yeah, I hear and, you. you know, same with brands. It makes it so much easier when you can go to an influencer's page and be like, a million followers but they get like 10 comments and 100 likes that's you know that's yeah, not where that's i want to put my money right. and and it's easier as a brand because there are we are so saturated with influencers which is great i love seeing people you know getting online and making their money or getting their products because it's you know that's that's honestly what i think it's all about when you have a an online platform where people bring their businesses it's nothing but wonderful you know right and you should be able to readily, you know, easily scroll through a feed and say, that could be a good option. That wouldn't be instead of hiring like a third party analytic tracker or, you know, giving Instagram a cut of your profit mm -hmm. so that they can show you, you know, mm -hmm. whose likes look like what. And right. I think it's, I, like I said, I think it's a good move for the social aspect for the mental health aspect. Mm -hmm. I think it may be, they made it optional for businesses, you know, take it away for social. Absolutely. Take it away. Oh, for I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And, but if you're a business and you were signed up as a business or as an influencer or whatever content creator, whatever you are, you should have the option to say, no, this is an important tool for my brand. Gotcha. No, yeah. I, uh, this is, this is going to very heavily skew my profit. If I don't have these tools readily available to me, I just, I don't know. I'm not like, Oh God, it's going to ruin my life. Yeah. Right, right, right. It'll be interesting to see if maybe Instagram does something because they are constantly changing that app and stuff. So you right. never know. Maybe yeah. they, they'll, you know, something like that. But yeah, so I want to get into obviously, you know, your music and stuff and kind of how you got on, on that path. And we're going to do that right after this. All right, Emily. So I listen to Avocado Toast. That's how I first know about you and everything. So like, has music always been your kind of goal? Like, are you musically inclined? Is your family musically inclined? Like, how did you start in music? Um, most people in my family are tone deaf. Um, <laughs> I, I hope they listen to this. <laughs> sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Um, <laughs> no, I skipped a few generations on my dad's side for sure. I have uh, German ancestors who were like first chair orchestra members. Oh, and, damn. You know, all that good stuff. But um, 
No, it was never, uh, to be honest, I was a nerd. Um, I still love learning. I love school. I loved college. I worked my ass off in high school, you know, for the scholarships and all that stuff. And, and I was, you know, in the honors college. I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved learning. Um, I think in game maybe was possibly professor or something like that. You know, I still want to go back and get my master's when I have time. Um, but no music and surfing were strictly, I'm a very type A person. I, I have a lot of anxiety just about things that I don't, I don't even know I have anxiety and <laughs> have anxiety about having anxiety. I know yeah. And music and surfing were my outlets. I'm not a very vocal person when it comes to sharing my feelings. Um, sometimes I will, because I know, you know, it's the right thing to do. You know, if I need a therapy session, I'll go there and I'm like, dude, I'm supposed to tell you everything that's wrong and I'm going to, but it's probably not going to, you know, help me just because the sharing isn't, isn't my cup of tea. Mm, okay. And, um, so music and surfing work it anytime I was having a rough day, if there's waves, I'm surfing. If not, I'm sitting down and I'm playing music and it was never my intention to monetize any of that. Um, and at the end of the day, I think when you're, especially when you're in LA, your priorities kind of get totally, yeah, yeah. up. <laughs> you're surrounded by, you know, the worst of the worst and the best of the best at what they do. But like right. worst, the worst uh, in terms of, you know, what their priorities are and, and, you know, what it actually means to be a functioning, good human being. Right. Yeah, no, totally. I've been to LA quite a few times. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you don't live there, when you go there, you're like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And these people, you know, have it, have it different. And um, so I definitely, I wouldn't say I lost myself, but I would say that my priorities started to shift a little bit in what I wanted to do with my music and my surfing. Um, and honestly, the pandemic was the biggest blessing ever. I came home, I slowed down, everything went to a stop, sold my reliable car, got an old pickup truck. A pickup truck is nice too. Thank you. Yeah, I've seen the picture, yeah. Yeah, it's very different. Just the sounds in general. It's like, it's like learning a person. It's like a, an actual relationship because you have to learn what they like, right. what they don't like how different sounds, what the different sounds mean. And for the most part, I am totally getting the hang of it. And cars are built different then. Yeah. You look at under the hood of a modern vehicle and you're like, I don't know what the fuck any of this is, yeah. but, but you look under the hood of that thing and you're like engine <laughs> battery. It's so simple. There's so much space. And I'm, I feel I'm like, Oh, this is fucking cool. I'm like, cause like I finally get to learn you know, how and why mm -hmm. things happen under there. Like I check all my own fluids now and look and at you. It's the total tomboy. Look at you. <laughs> it's really cool when I pull up to like the local gas station and, and get out and like have to use a step stool to just get over the hood of my truck to check. my. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I can't reach it. So when are you going to write a song about your truck? I feel like you have like yeah. more of a relationship with your truck. <laughs> I do. She's so great. You need to write a song about. I know. I will. I, I don't want to say too much, but I have, um, I'm, I'm thinking about dabbling in the country world. There you go. Um, and, uh, I've got a few things up my sleeve, but, but it's still in the very beginning planning process so i won't spoil any of it but so yeah. do you write your own songs most of the time is that is that yeah yeah i i don't love um and some of them are super shitty you know <laughs> of course <laughs> <laughs> that works. sometimes you write songs and it's, they're just not good um 
but that's you know that's anything you create if you're an artist or anything you know sometimes it just sucks yeah. um but i like to be a part of the process because otherwise i feel like it's it's a uh, not coming from me so much you know there's a ton of songs i relate to that i hear but um I wouldn't want to claim it as as mine necessarily right. unless I'm, you know, a part of that writing process. And sometimes sometimes I'm writing a song that has absolutely nothing to do with me and it's just a bunch of bullshit. Um, you know, I could be in the best mood ever. I could be, you know, having beers and like cracking jokes and writing the absolute most heart-wrenching heartbreak song. <laughs> and I'm in a really good mood. In a really good mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm in a great mood. Um, but that's songwriting. It's storytelling and it's it's fun to be a part of the process and, and find the people that make it fun to be part of the process. Yeah. So when did you start writing songs? Is that like something you've always done or were you like, you know, young and you started like kind of messing around and you're like, Oh, that, that sounds pretty good. I'm good at this. <laughs> I've always written songs. I would say all of them were, were super shitty up until I was like 20. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's because it's it's different than what people think if you just have a natural you know knack for being the best songwriter ever then you've probably got it down but if you're a musician and you're an artist and you like to be creative um it helps to have guidance to kind of show you how to write a song mm -hmm. um you know let's start with the hook let's start with this idea this these are things that generally do well and sound good in a song uh, and having that was super helpful. And now, you know, by myself, I can write the song that, that I would want to write. Um, when right. you're a kid, you're writing things that I haven't, ex I haven't experienced life. I, I hadn't even experienced a heartbreak. So you, I don't think you can write really, really great songs without experiencing some of the world, but I would write songs, super shitty ones. Um, and I grew up next to, uh, Jake Owen's parents. And no shit. I love Jake yeah. Owen. He's wonderful. They were my neighbors in Vero Beach for years. And I remember going over there once. I used to film music videos when I was a kid, not for my songs, but for like rap songs. Um, so <laughs> oh my God, we got to find those. We have to find those. <laughs> really dumb. I would film like Stanky Leg and put it through like I'm and make like the rainbow effect. It was not like, it was really not cool. Um, it was bad. So I went over to their house. My mom was making pumpkin bread in this fall. And um, I went over there in basketball shorts with a backwards hat on and, and like a white beater. And uh, Jake opened the door and I was like, because I was, you know, he was hot when I was like 13. Oh, he's still a good looking still, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like when you're 13 and you live in a small town and all of a sudden you're seeing like a real hot celebrity and I'm looking like a gangster. <laughs> Um, I just filmed the stinky leg video and he opens the door and I, I'm pretty sure he was actually in like, like some jobs. Like he had like mm. he was shirtless. He was like, Oh listening. shit. Oh, like a freaking movie. Like he oh. was like, Oh <laughs> yeah. No idea. This was like a free cell phone for me too. So I couldn't like, I was like, hello, hello, Mr. Jacob, Mr. Jake. Um, he's like, please call me Josh. And I was like, hello, Josh. Does your mom have any cinnamon? <laughs> <laughs> That's an amazing story. The first time you saw Jake Cohen, you asked for cinnamon. I asked for cinnamon. I was like, my mom's making pumpkin bread. Does, does your mom have any cinnamon? <laughs> That's fucking great. That's and he was like, uh, you know, let me go check. He was like, why don't you come in? And we can play fetch with my dog in the back. Because he obviously probably was like this child is about to have the best 20 minutes of her life. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. And so we were out there. He is the nicest 
guy. I've he, heard that. Yeah. He is a good guy. Oh met him quite a few times. Yeah. Sweet and, and like took the time to just be a human. And he was like, dude, what are you doing? And I was like, I like to play music. And so I showed him some songs and Damn, um, holy shit. He was like, he was like, uh, oh my God, you're like the next Taylor Swift. Totally sad, man. <laughs> and I, but to me, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, like, this is huge. And so I started playing out of bars when I was like 13 with my best friend, with my little pink guitar. Whoa, cool. Um, I used to play, I used to play like raunchy country music and Leonard Skinner and like all this stuff, all the stuff that I grew up on and mm. just me and my little pink guitar and, and all these old people in leather. Um, and they're all drunk and like howling and stuff. And I was having the best time ever. And before my very first show, he gave me this blue pick and he was like, here, it's a good luck pick. And I still have it. It's in my purse. That's, that's cool. Like, imagine that, like, however old you were. Like, that's a big deal. That probably must have given you a ton of confidence, like, in your musical career. Like, it not only gave me confidence, but because when he would come in town, he'd do hometown shows. Mm-hmm. And because that was, you know, looking back, I was like, oh, they were huge concerts. No, they weren't. They were in the high school, you know, football stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back, I think he, honest to God, set the tone for my entire desire to be a professional musician because he would just, he was so kind. He showed a side of what music is like and made it look glamorous to me, but not unattainable. And and he would kind of make it real and he made it about family. You know, his family was there. He would take the kids, get us all backstage. Um, and that was like, I was like, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. And that was always in the back of my mind. Um, but I was, like I said, I was a nerd. I was like VP of the math club in high school. <laughs> Imagine the butterfly effect that had, because what if he was just a total dick and he was like, you know what? You suck at singing. Like, yeah. this is not a future for you. You know, like the difference it could have right. made in your life. It's oh, pretty I wild. mean, even if he just, even if I hadn't had that interaction with him or any of those interactions with him, I don't think, I, I don't know what I would be doing. You know, I'd probably still be doing it for fun, but he had a huge impact on on the way that I viewed the music industry at mm. that point. And I even saw him again um, in like 2017 or 2018. He came to Huntington Beach when I was living out there and played at the Country Music Fest, that huge one on the beach. Yeah, I know exactly which one. 30,000 people there or something. And I hit him up and I was like, no way. You're like 20 minutes from me. You know, I haven't seen you in 10 years. I would love to just come say hi. And he was like, absolutely. Come on down. And so we hung out. We like shot the shit for a while. Yeah, I remember, you know, when, you know, we used to cover songs. We used to cover this one song together in his living room, um, What I Got by Sublime. And he was like, we should do that. And I was like, cool, when? He was like, tonight. What, on stage? (laughs) He was like, in like 20 minutes. And I was like... (laughs) For 30,000 people? He's like, yeah. We don't even need to practice. We know it. I was like, okay. Wow, that's insane. Did you do it? Did you do it? Yeah. Sure. But like zero, you know, zero hesitation with that guy. He's he's so, and that to me also was like, at that point, I had zero nerves. I was like, this is just fun. This is a song that I used to play with this guy, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Wow. And and now I get to do it again, but we get to do it in front of like 30,000 people. And it was just fun. It was fun. Yeah. You know, zero, zero nerves, zero butterflies. And then even after that, I was like, 
Yeah, that's totally what I want to be doing. Oh yeah, that was like another like like spark yeah. if you will yeah. to like that. Yeah. I was like, that's that's for sure it. He has everything that I dream to have in a career. I don't I don't like I don't like those careers where it's paparazzi, drama, conspiracies, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff. I like the family, the homegrown, the people that you know saw you 15 years ago when you weren't you. You still have room for them. Yeah. Super cool. He still does do that. He goes back to like Florida and does those little small shows for his town. Yeah. Like he's totally just that chill beach vibey kind of guy Mm -hmm. just wears like flip flops. Like, yeah, yeah, nothing pretentious about him at all. No, no. Super, super great guy. And and that absolutely set, set the tone when I was 12. That's so cool. That's an incredible story. Yeah. Yeah, that's super cool. We need to have Jake going now and we'll we'll mention you when we have Jake going on here. See if he remembers. <laughs> remember that girl yeah. you played what I got on, <laughs> on stage in front of So how, what was that rush like? Thirty thousand people. That must have been insane. Like the rush. I think I blacked out. I don't think <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I know what that's like. But I had you know, I had everyone backstage taking uh videos of it and it's just fun. I mean, it was just fun. It it yeah. was literally take us out of the living room that we were in and that was exactly what we were doing we were just i was like you know dancing next to him on his guitar we're singing to each other it was i couldn't even see the crowd because i'm half blind anyways and those lights are right in your freaking eyeballs <laughs> I, there could have been two people there i wouldn't know that helps that helps so i want to talk you know about how you're using your platform for your music and kind of what you got next we're gonna do that right after this all right, Emily. So obviously you have this platform now that you've, you've built organically, which is incredibly impressive. So uh, what's next for you? Like, are you going to continue to kind of use that platform musically or are you just going to like ride the wave and see what happens? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, I think I'm getting to the point. I feel like I'm a Instagram veteran. Um, <laughs> at 25, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I'm getting old. Uh, no, but I mean, I've been in the game for a while and as, as wonderful it is, as it is and as blessed as I feel to have this platform um, where I can do what I love and, you know, make money from it um, and work with incredible, incredible brands. I mean, the people that I work with are awesome. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're like my coworkers at this point. And uh, that I wouldn't trade for anything, but I think moving forward, um, I'm getting a little tired of, of being the product, uh, which sounds kind of lame because I don't want to be sexualized. I don't want to be, you know, I, I don't care. You know, if, if you're on my Instagram because you like my butt, that's great. If you like my left nostril, cool. If you're there for music, awesome. You know, sort of wonderful. I don't really give a shit about what you're there for. Just, you know, thanks for being here. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I'm personally, I'm not going to be one of those people. I don't think who's going to vlog my babies when I have them, you know, um, that's just not my goal for social gotcha. media. Um, you know, no disrespect to anyone who does. I, you know, that's a great way to continue your career, you know, vlogging your next step of your life or taking mm-hmm. who you become kind of rolling it into whatever your social media is. Um, personally, I, think I'm starting to reject it a little bit. I, I look at it primarily as a business. I log on. I, you know, do what I need to do to keep my engagement up. Um, I work with great brands who I enjoy making content for. Uh, but, but the personal stuff to me is, especially since I've been home, it's everything that happens offline that I, that I love about life. Um, you know, spending time with people, surfing, uh, 
that's a hard thing to capture too. surfing. Um, yeah. You have lots of waterproof equipment for that. Um, <laughs> it's doable, but you know, it's just one of those aspects where I'm not like, oh, we're going to plan to shoot a surf. I, I just wake up and I look at the waves and if it's good, I go. Right. Um, and, and so I think that's kind of where my life is getting now. And um, I, I want to slowly transition out of being the product to maybe selling a product um, whether it's a bikini line, a seltzer, something like that, something that I know people love at the end of the day, um, and something that I love too, that I could see myself, you know, very much being behind. If it's a bikini, I want to give it to all my surfer friends. I want to, I want to share, you know, with my community something that I've built, something that I love, and something that you know they can enjoy as well, um, and hopefully phase out my face from being online so consistently and um has nothing to do with you know being like rebelling against you know men sexualizing me or or anything like that like I said I don't really give a shit what you are following me for um I think I'm just in the next phase of life where I want to move on to something else and uh Music will fall into that however it wants to. Like I said, I, I can't say too much about, about the next chapter. What you got but, going. <laughs> right. But it's already falling into place the way that I want it to. Um, and, you know, if Instagram disappears tomorrow, there will be a lot of people who will have to kind of reevaluate their career goals, which is mm-hmm. fine. And if that happens, it'll happen. But for me, if it disappeared, I might lose some money, but I will always have music. You know, I love school. I, I love all the people around me and everything I do on a daily basis doesn't need to be documented anyways. Um, and <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool because we always like to talk about kind of, you know, like I've been through a lot, like on social media and in, in that public eye, if you will, you have a big platform and I'm sure you've seen the bad and the good and you've seen all, you know, everything in between. How do you deal with, let's say, you know, you post like a photo or you, or you post like a, a cover of something. How do you deal with some of the negativity that comes along, you know, with the platform that you have in the public eye? For the most part, any press is good press. And that's how I view it. There are some days where I'm like, Ooh, it's really frustrating, especially being, I think a, you know, female who by some societal standards is, is attractive, mm-hmm. um, who has a platform. I think, you know, you look at me and I don't blame people. If you go to my page, I'm, you know, a dumb Instagram model to some, to some people. And that's, you know, that to is, some people, right. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, it is what it is. And, and I could stand here all day and be like, no, I have a bachelor's degree. This is my IQ. This is my upbringing. I work super hard. Do you want to see everything I do every second of the day to get here? I could absolutely do that. And they're still not going to be satisfied with it. And um, I think I have moments where I'm like, let me put you in your place really quick. Um, and for the most part, it doesn't really ever involve me. It's something like I'll post something about my parents or something and they'll be like, oh, you, you rich white girl. Mm-hmm. And, and that I'm like, you know, they worked really hard and I've seen them work really hard. And, and you know, m- my parents out of everyone deserve everything they have because they put their blood, sweat and tears into it, everything they have. And so stuff like that, will get to me sometimes because I'm like, you know, you know nothing. You know absolutely nothing. And and you don't have a right to insult two of the best people I know, truly. Mm-hmm. Like, right. the best people I know. And that's sometimes what will grind my gears. But otherwise, I know how I look to some people and I'm okay with it. 
you know, at the end of the day, they're still, you're making me money. And as much as you complain about things that I do or things that I post, or if you want to read into it some way, then be my guest. But you know, you're still here and you're upping my engagement. So my check's going to be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. That's a good mind frame to have. I tell you what, you might be 25, but you have an old soul (laughs) soul, because that's a, that's a good way to look at it. Cause yeah, it can be overwhelming at times, but sounds like you have no problem. I'm excited to see what you got next for sure. I'm excited about this, uh, country uh like vibe you're gonna start yeah i'll, I'll keep it we don't know we don't know what's going <laughs> we'll on. see sure. maybe a jaco and duet or something i wouldn't be mad i really <laughs> yeah right yeah well, <laughs> well again when we have him on here we'll be sure to pitch you real hard for right it. right yeah um i'll just send him to the empire and be like hey uh just a quick recap on our history of the <laughs> just so they don't know i'm lying uh this is what <laughs> i told them bullet points this is what i told them <laughs> <laughs> no that's great thanks for so much for coming on i it was really, really cool to get to know your story and everything. Where can everybody find you as far as like Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff? Um, I Googled my name the other day. And, Don't uh, do that ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never Google my name. Like that. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a mistake. Um, no, I mean, yeah, pretty much anywhere. Instagram, that pineapple girl. Pretty sure I'm that pineapple girl on TikTok too. Um, I accidentally posted my phone number the other day on my dog's collar. Uh, oh, I've actually done that and I had deleted it quick enough, but I deleted yeah. no, I posted my mom's number. Yeah. Um, I'm going to switch to my vet's phone because uh, they built me really high last time anyway. So they deserve it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much anywhere. Maybe don't Google me. Just <laughs> <laughs> Google the pineapple girl. And, uh, <laughs> thanks again for coming on. Everybody go check out her music, Emily Zek on Spotify and all that. And then, yeah, the Pineapple Girl on all uh, socials. So I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. When you blow up in the country world, that's, that's what'll happen. We'll see. You never know. <laughs> I really hope so. Cool, Emily. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on-site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.